So this morning we're going to be talking about a subject that can be sort of controversial in some ways because of the nature of Christianity, to be honest. We have a tendency sometimes to, you know, to get very, very debatable on certain subjects. And this morning I want to talk to you about why we should celebrate Christmas. Why we should celebrate Christmas. There are some people that believe we shouldn't celebrate Christmas, and I respect everybody's decision. But I want to tell you this morning why I believe it is good for us to celebrate Christmas. Now, I want you to know that this was one of the most intense things I've studied when it comes to historical facts and looking at it and the amount of of controversial information that's out there and also information that doesn't all line up was kind of overwhelming. And that's why I chose to approach it the way that I am this morning. Let's just look at what the Bible says. Amen? And that's going to be the approach. But before we do that, I want to talk about what Christmas represents. Christmas represents the birth of Jesus. We all can agree on that. In fact, the name Christ Mass or Christmas comes from the word, it's two words, Christ Mass. And what it was when it began, which was actually a few hundred years after the birth of Christ, what it, what it, what it was was it was a service, a mass service held in, to commemorate the birth of Jesus. That's what Christ Mass is. It's the birth of Jesus, a celebration. And what they would do is they would actually take communion. It was a mass service in the Catholic Church. That's how Christ Mass kind of began. So that's some of the origin. But before we even get into debating about all of that, we need to talk about whether a birthday is something that should be celebrated. Because we want to celebrate as Christians on this time of the year or at this time of the year, we want to celebrate the birth of Christ. That's why we have Christmas. And I think that before we get into all the, the, the different things and the different you know, information, should birthdays even be celebrated? And, you know, the truth is, is that, you know, if a birthday shouldn't be celebrated, I don't know about you, but that would be kind of like depressing. You know, every year, you know, I love my birthday. It's the one day that I tell my family. In fact, my birthday lasts about a week. You know, it's not my birthday, it's my birthday week, you know, and they all know they better be at their best behavior during that week. They've all become my servants, my daughter and my son, my wife, all of them. It's a wonderful time of festivities for me during my birthday. Now, the reality is, is where, where do birthdays actually come from? And the truth is, if you look historically at birthdays, the first mention historically of birthdays is actually in the Bible. So let's take a look at it. I'm going to read it to you where it's found in Genesis 40, verse 20. This is about 3,000 years before Christ. Genesis 40, 20, and you'll recognize where it comes from as I read it. It says, now it came to pass on the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast for all his servants, and he lifted up his head and the chief butler and, and uh, of the chief butler and of the chief baker among his servants. Then he restored the chief butler to his butlership again, and he placed the cup in Pharaoh's hand. But he hanged the chief baker as Joseph had interpreted to them. 
So this was the time of Joseph, and Pharaoh was celebrating his birthday. We see that Pharaoh celebrates his birthday, and we actually see it in the Bible. It wasn't being celebrated by, by, the, by the children of Israel. It was being, being celebrated by Pharaoh, which means that none of you should celebrate your birthdays. Because if you celebrate your birthdays, the origins of this were not really biblical in the sense of from the children of Israel or children under covenant. This was pagan. Are you with me? So the truth is, is that everyone in this room more than likely celebrates your birthday. So if you celebrate your birthdays, and how many of you in this room enjoy celebrating your children's birthdays? Right? I love celebrating my children's birthday because the same way that they become my servant on my birthday, I literally become theirs. I make it really nice for them. I, I want to make it special for them. I want them to have a special birthday. I want them to know that they are precious and valued and that they mean so much to me and we treasure the day that they were born. And I don't think there's anything wrong with doing that. We all do it, right? So let me ask you a question. If we all do that, how much more should we celebrate the one who the Bible says we should love with all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, that we should put him first? So if we're going to celebrate the birthday of our loved ones and ourselves, it might be important for us to celebrate the birth of Jesus. The truth is, what does the Bible say about the birth of Jesus? Well, it tells us the story of the birth of Jesus. It does not tell us the day that Jesus was born. In fact, I would be pretty confident to suggest that Jesus was not born on December 25th. It is most unlikely that he was not born December 25th, and there's many reasons which I'm not going to get into this morning, but the truth is, is that it was chosen, and it was actually chosen by the church to celebrate it on the 25th of December. Now, you can begin to look at the fact that there were other pagan holidays on that day and all of that, and there's truth to all of that, but the reality is, is what is the reason why you celebrate Christmas? Why would we celebrate Christmas? The Bible, again, doesn't make it clear to us in any way what day it was born. And I'm sure God had his reasons for wanting it to not be something that we knew. And, and I can give you theories on that, but that's not even necessary this morning. Let's go to the story of the birth of Jesus to have a look at why we should celebrate Christmas. Let's go to Matthew 1, verse 18. Matthew 1, you all look so inquisitive this morning. I like it. Matthew 1, verse 18. We're going to take a look now at why we should celebrate Christmas, the birth of Jesus, out of the story of his birth. Matthew 1, 18. Now, the birth of Jesus was as follows. After his mother, Mary, was betrothed to Joseph before they came together. She was found with child of the Holy Spirit. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not wanting to make her a public example, was minded to put her away secretly. But while he thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to, take to you Mary, your wife, 
For that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Spirit. And she will bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. He will save his people from their sins. The first reason why I believe we should celebrate the birth of Jesus is because it was declared that his birth would, would save people from their sins. I don't know about you, but I am so grateful. And in fact, the truth is, is that I honestly believe just this point in itself is more than enough reason for us to celebrate Christmas, to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We know that there is no other way to experience eternal life, to experience salvation. The way that our sins are paid for was because of Jesus who was born, lived, died, and rose again. So I don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I honestly believe that that just the fact that we have been given eternal life. Look at what the Bible says. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal or everlasting life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Because of that baby, because of that child that was born, he was born a child, but he was a son. He was the son of God. Unto us a child is born. Unto us a son has come. Are you guys with me? He is a child. He's man, but he's 100% God as well. And because he came and saved us, we can have eternal life. We can be saved forever because of him, because of his love. The Bible says that he gave his only begotten son. Ephesians 3.18 describes this love. It says that we may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. And this describes the love of God. Jesus was sent to the earth because God loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son that we could have this everlasting life, that we could be forgiven for our sins. This is reason enough to celebrate Christmas if you ask me. Amen. Now, so we understand that the first reason is because he died for us. Because he died for us. Let's go to, just hang on, my thing here is going crazy. Just excuse me for one second. For some reason, my notifications are on. And my team is texting and they're going crazy. They're driving me nuts. So I just want you to know, I can't fix it. So you have to stop texting, staff. <laughs> okay. okay, because it's distracting me. And I love you, but I'm about to get really upset. Okay. Okay. All right, so the first reason is because he came to save us. Let's go back to the story in Matthew 1, verse 22. Matthew 1, verse 22. So all this was done that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet, saying, Behold, the virgin shall be with child and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The second reason 
why we should celebrate the birth of Christ is because he became and he is God with us, Emmanuel. The truth is that this is so important because you must understand that God made a sacrifice. He didn't, he didn't just cancel our sins. He sent his son to pay for our sins. He sent his son as, a son as a ransom to pay for our sins. But not only that, he sent his son to be with us, to be God with us, to, to, to come and, and have relationship and fellowship. And not only to come and be with us then, but to be with us forever. Take a look at this. The Bible starts in, in, in Matthew where it shares the story about, about, the, about the, um, the birth of Jesus and tells us that he will be born Emmanuel, God with us. Let's go to Matthew 28, verse 18. This is just before Jesus goes back up to heaven after the resurrection. Look at what he says. Matthew 28, 18. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, All authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. Now watch. And lo, I am with you always. I am with you always. How long is that? I'm so glad you're asking. Even to the end of the age. That means Emmanuel, God with us, came and was born, but he is still with us now, even to the end of the age. Are you guys with me? This is great news. This is great news. And you might be saying, well, you know, that's not really true because Jesus is actually in heaven. Well, I'm so glad because look at what Jesus told us in John 14, 18. He said this to his disciples, I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you a little while longer and the world will see me no more, but you will see me because, watch this now, I live, you will also live. At that day, you will know that I am in the Father and you in me and I in you. You must understand that, that Jesus promised that he would be with us forever. When he went up to heaven and sat at the right hand of the Father, he sent his spirit to come and dwell on the inside of us, to live in us. It's Christ in us, the hope of glory. I will be with you forever. He came and he walked on the earth. Now he lives inside you. This is all because of Christmas. This is all because of the birth of Jesus. This was declared from the moment he was born that he would save us from our sins, that he would be God with us. Take a look at this. I think this is so powerful. Look at what Hebrews 13 verse number, number five says. Let your conduct be without covetousness. Be content with such things as you have. For he himself said, watch this, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. Let me ask you a question. What did Jesus call the Holy Spirit? My helper. Watch this. He is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? You don't understand how powerful this actually is, guys. What this really means is that He now lives in you. The Holy Spirit, the God, the Lord has become your helper. And because He's your helper, what can man do to you? In life, 
in death, in bad times, in good times. It doesn't matter what they do to you in the natural because what can man do to you? You will live with Him forever and for eternity and it's all because of the Son of the Most High God that came to save us, that came to deliver us, that came to be with us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God has always desired to be in relationship with His people. When Jesus came, it was to restore that relationship. Amen. Amen. So the first reason is because He came to save us from our sins that we celebrate His birth. The second reason is He is God with us. Emmanuel, foretold by the prophets, that would come and be with us and stay with us even to the end of the age. But let's go further in the story of the Bible. But let's jump to Luke 2, verse 14. Luke 2, sorry, verse number 8. Luke 2, verse number 8. We're picking the story up while Mary is in Bethlehem with Joseph and Jesus, and the angels appear to the shepherds in the fields. Let's take a look at what the Bible says. Luke 2, verse 8. Now, there were in some country, in the same country, shepherds living out in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And behold, an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were greatly afraid. Then the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. The third point of why we should celebrate Christmas is because Jesus brought true joy into the world, and watch this now, to all people. To all people, his birth from the beginning was not only to the Jew, but to the Gentile also, to all people, and to restore joy to each and every one of us. That's good news. That's why the angel said, I bring to you good tidings, which really means good news, great joy, which will be to all people. This joy that Jesus brings into the world is a joy that cannot be described. This joy is a joy unspeakable. This joy is something that you experience that goes beyond your understanding that can only come from heaven itself. The Bible tells us in Habakkuk 3, verse number 18, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The reason why we understand that we can walk in this joy is because we recognize that we have been saved, that our names are written in the book of life, that God is our salvation. Jesus is our Savior. We are no longer dead, but now alive. And this joy of salvation is so powerful. Take a look at what Psalm 51 verse number 12 says. It says, restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me by your generous spirit. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. How many of us walk with God? We, when we start out, we start passionately and zealously, full of joy, excited about what God's gonna do. But unfortunately, what happens is life throws a few curveballs at us and we forget 
the joy of our salvation. We forget the goodness and the mercy of God. Being saved isn't good enough anymore. But the Bible says that we should restore the joy of our salvation, that we should remember His goodness and His mercy. We should remember His love, that our names are written in the book of life, that we will live with Him forever. Nehemiah 8.10 says, Then he said to them, Go your way, eat the fat, drink the this, drink this sweet, and send portions to those for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy to the Lord. Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Come on, somebody. The joy of the Lord is your strength. When you are weak, He is strong. When you are weak, you have the joy of the Lord that will keep you to stand strong in the midst of every situation. It's a joy unspeakable. It's a joy that can compare to nothing else. Now, now watch this now. I want you just to please all control yourselves and behave, okay? Because you're gonna get really excited at the first part of the scripture. But there is something you have to see that is so powerful when it comes to joy. Take a look at what it says in Luke 10, verse 17. Then the 70 returned with joy. This is what happened when Jesus sent out his 70 to minister. He laid hands on the 12, sent them out. Now he sends out the 70 to go minister. When they come back, they come back, the Bible says, with joy saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, listen, Jesus said, I said, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And behold, I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. I don't know about you, but that is reason to have some joy. That is reason to shout. That is reason to get excited. They come back. And they talk about the authority they've been given. They talk about the fact that the, the, the kingdom of God was established on earth and even the demons were subject to them in the name of Jesus. And Jesus said, listen, Satan has come down from a high place to a low place. I saw him fall like lightning. This is great news. But look at what Jesus says because this is the best part. I told you not to get excited, but look at you. Look at what Jesus says. He says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. You must understand when you comprehend what is the length and the breadth and the depths of the love of God, when you comprehend that your name is written in the Lamb's book of life, when life throws a storm at you, you will experience a joy unspeakable. When things go wrong, you can stand in a joy unspeakable. Why? Not because demons are subject to you, not because everything goes your way, but because your name is written in the book of life. Come on, that's reason to celebrate the birth of our Savior. Hallelujah. So the first reason is because he has come to take away our sins. The second reason is because he came, God with us. He came to be with us and stay with us 
all the way to the end of the age. Then he also came to restore joy, to give us joy, a joy unspeakable. But let's go back to our story in Luke to see what else he does. Let's pick it up again in Luke 2, verse number 10. Then the angel said to them, do not be afraid, for I, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in a manger. And suddenly there will be the angel, there will be with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, watch this now, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth, goodwill to all, towards men. The, the last key that I'm going to share with you this morning is that he came to give us peace. He came to give us peace. The Bible tells us in Isaiah 9, verse number 6, which is related to his birth, watch. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. But he is also the Prince of Peace. This is a peace that surpasses understanding. This is a peace that the Bible says cannot be given by the world, but it's given by Him. This is a supernatural peace that comes because you know who is your God. Because you know that, you are, that He is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. Listen, the Bible tells us in John 14 verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives do I give to you? Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Listen, this time of year, you hear people talk about peace. People even become nicer this time of year. You can say whatever you like. The only reason why we really have peace is because of our Savior, because He saved us, because He delivered us, because He is God with us, because He gave us a new joy, a fresh joy, a fresh life, because we now can experience a peace that surpasses understanding that can only come from heaven itself. Hallelujah. This peace is given to us by the Savior that is born, by the Savior Jesus, born in Bethlehem in a manger. Well, you know, Pastor Alex, we don't think it's December 24th. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I can celebrate him because of what he has done. He has saved me. The Christmas story, the story of his birth tells us he has saved us. He is God with us. He fills us with joy. He is our peace. No matter what we go through, no matter what trial, tribulation, I could preach for hours on this. In the first service I shared with him, I'll quickly share this and then I'll, 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 I'll close. In the first service I shared, it wasn't a couple of months ago that I shared about a dream that I had and I came in and preached a sermon on peace. Actually, it was on joy. But I want to share this with you because it's so powerful. And you must understand that they all tie in together, every single one of these things. In the dream, 
I was, I was standing and there was a counter and there were two young ladies that were sort of serving me. You know, I was buying something. I can't remember exactly what it was. And the one girl was so dark with, with like, like, she was so dark, like a spirit was over her or she was full of depression or something was wrong. And I, I began to, to minister to her. And again, I don't remember the dream perfectly, but I remember what happened. And, and, and as I'm ministering to her, her friend wants to know, sort of wanted to know what was going on. And I started to recognize that she was getting saved, but, but I didn't say that she was getting saved. I said she's getting filled with joy. And I began to sing a song by King and Country about joy. I can't even remember how it goes right now, but it was all about joy. And I'm singing this song and dancing in the dream. And while I'm singing and dancing, this joy begins to affect her friend. And it begins to affect her friend. And, and why? Because it's the joy of our salvation. It's that joy that we experience when we come to Christ, when we begin to walk with Him, guys. You cannot experience that joy in any other way. That joy that comes, that peace that comes when we, when we know Him, when we serve Him. So when people ask me, why do you celebrate Christmas? Those are the reasons, and there are others, but those are the main reasons, even from the nativity story. This time of year is the only time of year that you hear songs on the radio that are Christian, even on secular radio stations. You hear songs like, Hark now hear the angels sing, glory to... Come on, guys. It's so powerful. You hear songs like, Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel. You, don't, you hear it this time of year all over. You walk into, into, into the grocery store and they're busy playing songs about Jesus. Oh, and, 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 and let me just warn you, go and Google what's the most popular Christmas songs. It's all secular songs. But go into a store and you don't hear that. It's the one time. People get upset about the different things because, you know, they say that there's pagan stuff. And I understand that. But there are families that put stars on the top of Christmas trees that represent the star of Bethlehem. Or they put an angel on the top of the tree. Now, I'm not telling you to have trees. You decide whatever you want. But, but the reason we celebrate Christmas is because Jesus came to save us from our sins. It's because he came, God, with us, to be with us, to stay with us all the way to the end of the age. He came to restore joy, joy to the world, peace on earth, to give us joy, to give us peace. I don't know about you, but I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful this Christmas season for the only reason for the season, which is Jesus. Now stand to your feet and give the Lord a big clap. Give the Lord praise. Jesus, you are the reason for the season, and we honor you in this place. We love you, Father, and we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Just sit down for one minute. Just sit down for one minute. Father, we thank you this morning. We are so grateful, Lord, for the sacrifice that you made by sending your Son, your one and only begotten Son, so that we could have eternal life, so that you would be with us forever. God with us, Emmanuel so that you would restore our joy, restore our peace, oh God. And there are so many other reasons, but this morning we know that the reason we celebrate Christmas is because of you, Lord. I'm so glad I know you. 
I'm so glad we know you. We honor you and we love you. I want to ask with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've come here this morning and you say, Pastor Alex, this message has ministered to my heart. I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to partake in that salvation. I want to experience that joy and that peace. I want to give my life to him this morning. If you've come here and you, and you say, Pastor, that's me. I need to give my life to Jesus. Quickly slip your hand up so I can pray for you. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. Anybody else say, Pastor, that's me. Thank you so much. Just raise your hand so I can include you in the prayer. In the back, God bless you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I see that hand. God bless you. Last call for this. If, you, if you've come here and you need to make Jesus the Lord of your life, you cannot experience that peace, that joy, that salvation any other way, slip your hand up so I can include you. I see that hand. God bless you. God bless you. Thank you. God bless you. Thank you so much. You can put your hands down. Listen, if you've come here and you say, Pastor Alex, I used to walk with the Lord, but I lost my peace. I lost my joy. Something might have happened in your life and you sort of turned away from Jesus. And maybe you kind of feel like the prodigal son that's lost his way. But I want to tell you this morning that you can come running back to him. And he will receive you with open arms if you know that your life isn't right with him and you want to make sure your life is right with him this morning and rededicate your life to him. Slip your hand up so I can include you in this prayer. God bless you. 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 Thank you, guys. God bless you in the back. Thank you so much. God bless you. Can I ask you, every one of you that raised your hands, please stand for me quickly. Come on, church. Let's give them a big round of applause. Stand up. God bless you. Keep come. Every one of you stand. God bless you. So many of you. Stand up. Stand up. Don't be afraid. God bless you. God bless you. That's it. That's it. Come to me, people. Come to me. Come to me. I want to pray for you real quick. This is the most important decision you've ever made. Come. Come. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Make, make way for them. Come on, church. Give them a big round of applause. The Lord is touching some of these people so deeply. Amen. Amen. What's going on? The Lord is busy with you guys. He is so busy. He's touching you guys so powerfully. You guys, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Young man, it's wonderful. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Come here. Come here. Praise God, man. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you, man. Most, this is the most important decision. And listen, right in time for Christmas Day. Amen. Right in time. Listen, guys, we're going to pray a prayer this morning, but the truth is this is a decision that you have to make from your heart. I remember the day I really gave my life to Jesus. I knew about Jesus. I grew up in a Christian home, but there was a day that came where I decided this is it. And here I am, 20-something years later, and I am completely... <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> but I'm so grateful because he took and saved a wretch like me He's given me purpose and, and hope and a future. And, and I, I have the relationship with the most wonderful person on the universe. I know him. I have a relationship with him. He's my friend. I call him my friend. Or he calls me his friend, I hope. 
He's so good. Let's pray this together this morning. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, pray you guys. You guys in the front, pray. Say, Father, I come to you this morning. I surrender my heart to you. I surrender my life to you. Forgive me for my sins. Wash me in your blood. I believe Jesus died and rose again. He's the Son of God. Come and fill me, Holy Spirit. Jesus, I'm yours. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. Father, I thank you. Never the same, Lord. Never the same, Lord. Precious young man, never the same. Never the same. You will never be the same. Fill her with your love, Lord. The two of you have been on a long journey together. Long journey. Thank you, Lord, for this precious young man. Such a, such a precious heart. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Never the same, God. They are precious to you. He's precious to you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for this young man. Thank you for this precious young lady. Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a clap. Amen. If you guys look just to your left over there is Pastor Brian. If I can ask you to go with him, he's going to pray with you. We've got somebody behind you that we're going to introduce to you that's going to just minister to you. And then we can thank you guys so much. Just follow him out. God bless you. God bless you guys. God bless you. Oh, absolutely. Everybody stretch your hands out towards this young lady. She's having her baby tomorrow. Okay. Father, in the name of Jesus, touch this child. Lord, I pray that this young lady will walk with you all the days of her life, that this child will grow up and know you and serve you and follow you all the days of its life. Father, let your blessing, Lord, the struggle is over. In the mighty name of Jesus, bless this young lady. Bless the pregnancy, the birth tomorrow. In the name of Jesus, let this child bring joy back to this family like never before. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. God bless you guys. God bless you. Amen.